Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. I know tax is not seen as the most exciting subject. Many find it scary or simply switch off. We feel we do not understand, so my aim is to empower you in tax, not to send you to sleep. The first season is called Back to Basics, and I will take you through the essentials using real-life examples. All I ask from you is 15 minutes of your time each week. Hello, and welcome to Tax Able. Today's episode is called Home Office Advice, and that's because today we're going to discuss the tax benefits of working from home. Today we will cover the impact of any supplied equipment, how to treat your household expenses, issues if you decide to work remotely overseas, and the impact of creating a separate office. As a result of COVID, more of us are working from home, either exclusively or for part of the time. Where your employer provides any equipment or meets your expenses, you should also consider the tax implications. So let's first dive into equipment. Your employer will generally provide you with this. And most of us would find it extremely unfair if you later found out that you're going to be taxed on these items, as they're necessary for you to do your job. And fortunately, HMRC does agree. The exemption from tax covers items such as stationery, office materials, office furniture and computer equipment. Now your home telephone lines may also be covered, but only if there is a clear business need for your employer to provide it. Unfortunately, the tax exemption does not stretch to any extension to your living accommodation for a home office or if you decide to construct a building on your land. We will look at this in more detail later in the episode. Next, we're going to move on to household expenses. As you're working from home more frequently, obviously you're going to incur additional expenses as a result. Now, the expenses that fall within the exemption include any additional costs of heating and lighting the area, any increased water use, additional household insurance, or internet costs. Any costs that do not vary whether you work at home or not do not qualify. And examples of these are your mortgage payments, your rental payments, or council tax. Now the internet is a little bit unusual. And if you already had an internet connection, and I imagine most of us already did, then your employer cannot reimburse the cost tax-free. But if you get your timing right, and you did not already have an internet connection and one is needed for you to perform your work, then your employer can meet the cost tax-free. So how can you claim your expenses? Well, there's two options. First off, you can reimburse the actual amount. And to do this, you will have to spend a little bit of time and list out all of the costs and determine how much is actually available for you to claim. Or instead, you can reclaim a flat amount each week and HMRC have set the rate at £6. So it may be worth you investing the time and effort for one month to see which option gives you the most favourable result. Next, we're going to dive into working remotely overseas. And most of us would love to pick up tools and move somewhere warmer. But before you do this, make sure you check in with your advisor. Working overseas can cause tax and compliance challenges for both you and your employer. And we need to consider these in detail before you decide to make a move. 
Examples of some of the issues that will arise are if you have any dual reporting requirements, as potentially you may have to have tax withheld from your salary. Next, you've got immigration law and visas. So, do you have a right to work in the overseas country? Do you need a visa to work there? Do you need to sort this before you go? Then we look at employment law. What legal rights are you entitled to in that country? And are there any working time requirements? Then the one we're all used to, are there any COVID-19 travel restrictions? Are you gonna be able to enter or leave the country? Will you have to quarantine when you get home? The next one is where your business is centrally managed and controlled. So if you are a one-man band or an owner-managed business and you do decide to leave the country for an extended period of time, you may have an issue as it could be seen that your business is centrally managed and controlled outside of the UK. And the way that we look at that is we see whether any of the decisions were made while you're out of the country. Now for company, your decisions are documented in board minutes. What you don't want to fall in the trap of, if you do decide to move overseas for a long period of time and you do make a lot of decisions while you're out there, and the company is deemed to be centrally and managed and controlled from outside the UK, you may have to register and pay tax in that country. What the tax rate could be higher, and if you leave partway through a tax year, you're also going to have complications. And the last thing is, you're going to need to find an advisor in that country, so there are going to be additional expenses. Before you or your employees decide to work remotely outside of the UK, make sure you discuss it in detail with your advisor. Do not get caught out by the idea of working in the sun. Next, we're going to move on to travel expenses. And if your employer was going to attend the office or another workplace on an occasion, it's important to consider whether you can get any tax relief on the travel between the home office and that workplace. The general rule for tax relief for travel expenses is that any travel for an employee's home to their permanent workplace is deemed ordinary commuting. So you can't get relief on that. With the rise from working from home, it's time to consider whether that other workplace is still deemed to be permanent because you're not visiting there as frequently. And if it is deemed to be a temporary workplace instead, then you can potentially reclaim the cost of traveling to and from there. A temporary workplace is somewhere that you broadly spend less than 40% of your working time. Now there are a few conditions that need to be met, so it's best you raise this item with your advisor to see if you or any of your employees can obtain a reimbursement. Lastly, we're going to look at creation of office spaces. And this section is particularly relevant to my owner-managed businesses. Most people have created an office space in an existing room. For example, I use the end of my kitchen table. But the idea of a dedicated home office space is undoubtedly attractive, especially if you have young children at home or if the schools are closed. So you may decide to build an extension, create a garden room or convert the attic. But before you do this, there are certain tax implications that you need to consider. First of all, we'll look at VAT, the beast. Now, if you can reclaim VAT on the building works, it will make a major difference to the building cost, as they can be up to 20%. While a company cannot reclaim the VAT incurred in providing living accommodation for any of its employees or directors, it can reclaim the VAT where the accommodation is for a business purpose. However, if you create a room and it's used only partly for a business purpose and partly for a private purpose, then only the part that relates to the business can be reclaimed. And you have to make this apportionment on a just and reasonable basis. And if HMRC do come calling, you will have to show them your reasoning. 
So what you need to consider is whether this office space you've created is going to be used for a business purpose. But before you instantly say yes so you can reclaim the VAT, make sure you listen to the next part. Now capital gains tax often gets overlooked and that's because when you sell your own home, usually you do not have to pay any tax if you've lived there the entire time because of a special relief called private residence relief or you may have heard it as PPR. However, PPR relief is compromised where part of the home is used for a business purpose as the relief is only available to the extent the property is used and lived in as a home. So when you do create an office space, it's necessary to consider the impact this will have on your availability of PPR, as you could end up triggering capital gains tax when you sell your home. And this could be quite costly depending on the size of the office. So what do you need to think about? Well, firstly, will the home office be used exclusively for a business purpose? If yes, then it will not qualify for PPR and the portion that relates to the home office will be liable to tax when you sell. Secondly, if the office is going to be used exclusively for a business purpose, then surely it's a business asset. If you're happy to take the hit on capital gains tax, then your company can reimburse you for the cost of the office build. If the office is going to be used exclusively for a business purpose, then surely it's a business asset. So if you're happy to take the hit on capital gains tax, then your company can reimburse you for the office build, or the works can be performed in the company's name. So we've decided it's a business asset and it's going to be used for a business purpose. So then surely you need to pay business rates. So you will need to get in touch with your local council. Next, we move on to insurance, because if you're building a home office and it's going to be used exclusively for a business use, this may affect your house insurance. And finally, planning permission. Depending on the level of works you're going to perform and the requirements of your local council, you may need special planning permission to run your business from your home. Again, this depends on the type of business, where you live, and whether you need a license or not. So these are all things to consider before you start the build. Another item you may not have thought of, and if you are thinking of selling in the nearish kind of future, is what facilities will your office have? If you do construct a separate office, you should consider whether you're going to include items such as a kitchen or a toilet. It may be possible that the area you've built will qualify as a new dwelling in its own right. And if so, it may qualify for a special relief from stamp duty land tax called multiple dwellings relief. You may or may not have heard about this relief as it has been in the papers quite a lot recently as it's been the flavor of the year. We do not have enough time to cover this relief in detail, but if you are considering of building a separate office and you are thinking that you would quite like it to have a toilet or a kitchen, Flag this to your advisor as it could mean that you could obtain a higher sales price in the future and that means more money in your pocket so it's something to think about. We've now come to the end of the episode and what you can take away from today is if you're an employee make sure you're reclaiming all of the available costs from your employer. Make sure you obtain advice before you leave the UK if you or your employees are planning to work overseas and consider whether a home office will be used exclusively for a business purpose and how this will impact your future plans. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please make sure you click subscribe to listen to the episodes as they're released. You are listening to Tax Able with Natasha Heron. This podcast has been produced by Redwood Studios and sponsored by Hillier Hopkins LLP. It's happening daily. 
We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.